everyone and welcome back to the Sia show. Welcome back to the Sia show. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> hey, it is nice to say that again and add a little bit of gist to it. It's your girl Asia. Well, you guys know the drill every single week, which I haven't been here every week, but we're we're back. We're back, okay? I do a quote before I start my podcast. So the quote for today is by Michelle Obama. History has shown us that courage can be contagious and hope can take on a life of its own. The part that really got to me is hope can take a life of its own because I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for change. I'm hopeful for growth. I'm hopeful for awareness. I'm hopeful for so many different things. And I want you guys all to be hopeful. The change that has occurred in these last couple of months in the society that we live in, in the world that we thought everything was simple and easy has changed in front of our eyes within the last, you could say like five, four or five months. I cannot imagine thinking the beginning of this year, all of this stuff would have occurred. See, a regular person would say, wow, so much change has happened and I'm going crazy about it. And a lot of people said that to me. A lot of my friends said, I don't know what to do. And that's completely fine. Your feelings are valid. But for me, it was opposite. When I say it was opposite, I mean it. Seriously, it's crazy that for me, I looked at it as, wow, maybe us stopping the world for a little bit, the whole world going through the same exact stuff, has a purpose, has a reasoning for it. I believe everything happens for a reason and everything that has happened is happening for us is supposed to happen. That's just my gist. That's my thoughts. So let me give you guys an update on what's happening with my life the last couple of weeks. I took a couple of weeks of taking a break on the podcast because it didn't feel like after it first I recorded an episode and it was week four and I was so excited about it. And then I lost the episode and it broke my heart and I just gave gave in by giving up and procrastinating on re-recording it. I re-recorded it and I did not feel like it was me. It didn't feel raw. It felt like I was trying to try way too hard. And sometimes you have to realize that it's okay to not do something when you don't feel like doing it. I see all of these posts on um, platforms like you have to be consistent. You have to make sure you do all of that. But if consistency is you lying and it's you not feeling it and it's you not wanting to do it, then it's not, it's not raw. It's not real. And I want everybody on my platform to feel like it is coming from me. It is raw. It is real. It's the true me. I don't ever want to feel like I just did it because I had to, if that makes if that makes sense. See, after all of that happened, I started getting I started procrastinating. And procrastination is one big thing. You procrastinate on things, thinking things will, you know, you'll be like, oh, I'll do it this week. Uh no, I'm not feeling well, so I'm not gonna do it. 
my migraines have struck and I have extremely bad migraines. So I was like, you know what? Let me just take a break. Let me just calm it down. Let me not do anything. Then last week, all of the events have occurred with George Floyd. George Floyd, who has passed away May 25th, 2020. Who was pinned to the floor for eight minutes and 46 seconds. By Derek Chauvin. A Minneapolis police officer. See, it was over a counterfeit $20 bill that he he died. But I think George Floyd had a purpose in this world. With all the videos I watched, with all the stuff I've read, I think his purpose was to change the world. I think it was to bring, even though there is injustices already, to bring light to it more. I think with everything that has occurred, and my condolences goes out to the Floyd family, I think everything that has occurred has brought light to so much. Where my little siblings are watching Nickelodeon and they stopped and paused for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Where there was riots around. And I'm not going to tell anybody how to protest whatsoever. But was that the reason why things have changed? Washington, D.C.'s mayor basically said that she changed one of the roads to Black Lives Matter Plaza. Minneapolis Police Department has been defunded by the school district, by University of Minnesota, by a whole bunch of stuff. It's crazy, right? Counties are looking into reform legislation of discrimination and racism, systematic racism in our communities. Things that things are look, getting looked into. But I took a step back and really thought, it's 2020. Why are we looking at this stuff right now? And then I was sad about it. And I cried multiple times. Because I don't think you guys understand. It isn't only me who this is affecting. It's affecting so many more people. The fact that all of this, everything that I do, everything that's my livelihood, everything that I ever want to accomplish is to change the system by doing action. And when I say action, I don't mean just talking about it. I mean doing something about it. Doing something about it. One of the things that I came to conclusions with was without action, there's no change. And without action, there's no moving forward. We can't move forward. I am thankful to have people in my life, people of all colors, come together and actually do something. Had friends contact me and ask me, what are ways I could actually do something instead of talking about it? Friends that are not African-American, that are not people of color. And that's what happens, is the conversations that need to be had in households. Some of my friends having conversations with their kids made me tear up because little kids don't look at individuals differently. They don't look at people and say, oh, that person is yellow, that person is purple, that person is black, that person is green. No, they don't do that. They look at that person as a person. But it's a society and our households that change that. I seen this video on Instagram and it was this girl named Haley 
and she was talking to her parents. She was a Caucasian woman. I mean, girl, you could say woman. And she was having this conversation, arguing with her parents, and all her parents were saying was, but they are thugs, and they're, they're in the ghetto, and all of that. This is my thing. We need to change things up within households. Not only conversations that need to be had in households of, of Caucasian people, but households of people, person of color. Because I could say that the racism I've received, that I had to discrimination I went through, isn't was crazy but it isn't like a thing that actually made me weak it made me stronger stronger as a person as a black muslim woman it made me stronger i had to go and do things that i didn't think i had to do but that's okay but this also affects our mental health because it it, it affected mine my anxiety and depression started when i was younger it started from people pulling off my hijab or making fun of me because we were towel heads in high school or things like, oh, you're not that light in the Somali community or seeing people that I know bleach themselves because they thought that bleaching was a good thing. This is more than just the problem of our, of our society, also in part of our community. I want to address the fact that there is Somali people, and I've seen it, who do not consider themselves to be African-American or black or all of that. Okay, African-American, you could say. You might not say you're African-American. You may say, oh, I'm Somali. But the ignorance within that is crazy to me. It's crazy. You are a person of color. That's your identity. You are black then you are, your ethnicity is Somali. Back home, we literally look at things back home and we're like, well, and back home, we don't consider ourselves black. Had this conversation with my mom and she never looked at anyone differently. May Allah bless her heart, but she always would tell me, you are black and be proud to be black. But in the household conversations that I had with other people and all of that, there's conversations that I had with my mom and I had to tell her like, mom, why do people not consider themselves to be black when they say they're Somali? And she said, they're ignorant. They don't know what they're talking about and don't listen to them. I remember friends telling me stories about blacks and Somalis or African-American you know, there was like a split thing back in their schools and they never considered themselves to be that way. But I say it starts with your household. It starts with your community, the community you involve yourself in, meaning your neighborhoods, your whatever. But it starts from your house. I'm not only talking to the people of color, not, I'm not, not people of color. I'm not only talking to Caucasian people, but I'm, I'm also talking to people of color that are communities of the East African region, specifically Somali. The reason why I am saying this to you is if you truly do believe and you argue the fact that you are not of, of color or you believe that you are not black, 
I need to reevaluate everything that you have ever thought about. I want you to reevaluate the way that you're living and how you're thinking. And what is so bothersome to you that you're thinking that way? I'm not going to attack you, but I want you to research. I want you to do that. Had a conversation with one of my friends the other day and me and her were talking about things such as inequality and all of that. And she is Caucasian. And when we were having that conversation, she said this thing to me and she said, Asiya, I might not understand. I might not understand, but I stand with you. I stand because I seen it with my own eyes. And she told me stories about her family, about her aunt in particular, of how her aunt was a racist. And she never knew why that was the case. But she was a full-blown Christian. And she believed that she had to stand up for her religion. This is my thing. And I might be going all over the place, right? But this isn't just a problem within us. It's a problem with our households. And I think with change to happen, it needs to happen inside of you and then around you. And then it could happen from outside. Like, it could happen all around. But when you are in a household that people are talking down on people of color or races or... And this goes for everybody. It doesn't even have to be black or white. I'm talking about talking about Mexicans or talking about Asians or all of that. That needs to change within us in a community. Talking about any type of what, like anything... It needs to change because people are different and you're, you're no one to judge. Everyone is born a certain way. Everyone is born into a religion. Everyone chooses to have a different religion. Everyone, like some people, not everyone, but everybody chooses to be who they are. People choose to like certain things. People choose to dislike certain things. Just because somebody is different from you does not make you better than them at all at all it does not make you different because you like blue and they like white or you like gray and they like purple that's no there's no reason systematic racism is real and that's why action for change is needed that's why i'm asking every single one of you listening today if there is something that you can do to make change And I'm not going to tell you what that is. I want you to do it. I want you to go for it. I want you to tell yourself that you're not superior than another person. And that goes for everyone. It does. Especially when it comes to you being a person. Especially when it comes to you being white. And that's any type of skin color though had a conversation with somebody that I work with. He had this thing where he said that he was an immigrant, a white man, but he believed that all lives mattered. And, you know, instead of me getting mad and all of that, I talked to him and I expressed to him what I had to say as a black Muslim woman in America. What I had to say to him 
And after that, he really told me, he said, I've never had anybody say this stuff to me. And that was really like, it broke my heart because ignorance is comes in all forms. But then again, everything is in front of us. We're in the year 2020 and we still try to we still are not educating ourselves with things that have happened or ha- that are happening within ourselves. Change needs to happen. Actions need to get. Actions need to. Need to define what you're doing. Your actions are louder than your words, and I think you guys have heard that saying before. We lack financial literacy in this country. We do as a community, not country. I mean, as a community. We do. African-Americans are not given the same opportunities as a Caucasian person. And that's true. It's real. I do research. Researched it all. That's why my partner and I at Helping Hands Financial repair credit. When I was repairing credit for the last two years, I've never in my life thought the stuff that I did. I thought credit wasn't as important because nobody really talked to me about it. I didn't really educate myself on what was actually needed with that. Repairing your credit is important. It is to build your financial growth, to build communities, to have the opportunities so you could be trusted with that, with that capital, with that money. Because having a good credit score means you could move into a nice apartment. It means you could move away from things. Not saying you can move out of the community, you can build the community. You could have so much different options. You're worth, let's just say 100 people in our community had a credit score of 730 plus. We're worth so much more. We're gonna be worth more than $100,000 to up to a million. We're worth so much and we could build our communities. Credit is so important within our community. If you're young and you're listening, please reach out to me. If you need help and you don't have the finances for it, by all means, take a step by financially securing yourself so we don't have to deal with that financial burden without a good credit score you're not able to buy a house you're not able to buy a property you're not able to move into an apartment you're not able to buy a car you're not able to live the by the means that you want to live in because everything gets stopped because of your credit score that number those three numbers it gets stopped by your credit score i thank every single person who took the steps to get their credit repaired who took the steps to actually do better within themselves because change not only happens between, like change not only happens around you, but it happens with you. When you're changing yourself and you're recognizing problems that are happening, it's it's more than you would think. Stop fearing the fact that things are gonna take a left. Stop ignoring it because you think you're young. There's a, such a thing called credit age Start now so when you're 30 years old and you want to start a business, you're able to do that without no hiccups. I want the community to build 
I want to do so much in this community, but we need to start from the root problem. Financially not being stable brings down brings up so much different problems from not being able to feed your family, from not being able to get to work because of the places that you're at, the areas that you're living due to not having a vehicle, not being able to secure certain things because you're not able to afford it. When you're living in air when you're living with bad credit, a lot of the times you're in poverty. Not saying everybody who has a terrible credit lives in poverty, but it turns out that way. It does. If we build ourselves in our communities, we could own restaurants, we could own businesses, we could own houses, we could own land. We could do everything. That's what I mean by change. I do. I do. That's what I mean by change. There's also another initiative that I am pushing forward with my team members. Both Halima and Huda and I have came out with a community outreach. It's called 24-7 Community Outreach MN. We launched it today. And we are prospect to open spring of 2021. This outreach center is to help out the community, to build the community, to be there for the youth, to be a resource center for so many different things, to have a pantry, to help the homeless, to do all of those things. And that is what is needed. We need community involvement. For us to grow, we need to help each other We need to help each other because if we do not help each other, nothing is ever going to change. If everybody focuses just on themselves, nothing will change whatsoever. This is the thing, right? Fear means fake evidence appearing real. Fake evidence appearing real. So when you are scared, when you fear change, when you fear things that are happening, that in itself will stop you from everything that you are going like stop you from things that you want to do you are your own you are your own enemy you guys stopping yourself doing all of that fearing change fearing stuff that you want to do just go ahead and do it go ahead and do it we are here to make change and i'm calling for action. I'm not calling for words. I'm not calling for posts. I'm not calling for any of that. I'm calling for action. And I see all of those people who are in action, who are doing stuff for action. I love to see it. And I support every single one of you. You guys, discrimination is real. Discrimination is real. And the way that we live today, I did not think I would be 24 years of age living in 2020 that we're talking about this, that we're making changes in legislation and whatnot. I think George Floyd had a purpose, had a purpose in this world to be the change, to be the change. And I think... With everything that has happened, 
which breaks my heart every time and I get so emotional is that sometimes we need a rude awakening to realize what the heck is happening in front of us. Don't lose hope. Hope is here. We have a lot to change. So much stuff to do. But don't lose that within you. Don't. If that means changing your surroundings, people around you, if that means have trying something new, if that means not being even able to talk, that's fine. Your feelings are valid. During this time, I want you all to take care of your mental health. I want you all to take time for yourselves and really think what are things that you can do to really be there for you, to be there for yourself. Because I took time. I did. I reevaluated things. I thought about things. I'm present with myself. And things that just don't sit right with me, I don't ignore it anymore. I let my feelings go. I let it flow. I just want everyone to be as happy as they can. And during times like this, it's hard. It's, very, it's a statement that's like being talked about. Oh, be happy, do this, do that. But this isn't a time that you can just ignore what's happening and just say, forget it. No. Let's have conversations, uncomfortable ones. Let's fight for what we believe and what's right. And I'm, I'm, I'm here fighting and I fight all the time. I stand for mental health. I stand for community involvement. I stand for financial literacy. I stand for all of that. And I will make sure I fight for every single one of those things. Here we are wrapping up. Once again, please take care of yourself and fight for what you love and what what matters to you most. Here it is to George Floyd. I am so proud of the community in Minneapolis and the Twin Cities. Thank you for every single person who has supported me. Thank you for every single person who has messaged me. Ask See a segment will continue on next week. I have a couple of stories that broke my heart that I am going to be sharing. Don't forget to leave a review, to subscribe, and to do all the other stuff, you guys. I'll be seeing you next week. See you later.